What's up, nerds? Welcome to Arsenal X, NGR's Xbox show. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Garrigan, alongside me, as always, that retro code, Edward Varnell. Edward, I'm excited to get to be doing Arsenal X. I was like, I'm excited to get ready. Oh I failed. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. He's been, he, this is, this is what I deal with in the hours leading up to the show. I say, hey, Ed, and he's like, Oh, I just got it in from work. And then I was like, Arsenal X tonight. And he's like, making all these X puns. I'm excited to do Arsenal X. Yes. And I'm like, hmm. 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 Hey, <laughs> I do that for, hey, I do that for Nintendo Power Block, which you guys should also check out on NGR Radio. And let's pod and play. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Ed, how are you I'm doing? I'm excited about talking about video games. I know. I am, too. I am, too. It's been a stressful last like half hour for me but that's okay but ed how are you how's how's your day going um it's going great uh just uh did some work at four at six five o'clock this morning for four hours and came home to some news Uh uh-oh uh yes some uh well it's more political news that i completely find so funny it's it's a train wreck in the current administration, and it is so funny. Just so, uh, but other than that, um, getting uh, it's so crazy because even though this is an Xbox podcast, all this wonderful Nintendo news dropped today, and I can't talk about it until Power Block Thursday. Like literally. <sighs> We're gonna have a the next power block. You guys will have to tune in. So much exciting news. Yeah, so much. And I like. I'm, I'm I know, super excited about it, dude. I knew as soon as we re- recorded power block, we recorded power block like uh, a day early this week, just because we we had the time and we just wanted to like get through it because we. I don't know if you guys are aware, but you know. This doesn't pay the bills yet, so you know, got to go to our real jobs. Uh, yes. But we we recorded Power Block a day early, and I knew that was going to happen. That as soon as we recorded a show, news was going to drop about Switch. But like, we we did the recording on a weekend, so uh, just just all this crazy news came out throughout the day. So yeah. Uh, so if 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 our episode of Power Block yesterday felt uh, a little outdated. Just you, you can prepare for Friday's episode if you listen to that show. So, and if you yes. don't, why aren't you listening? Ah, sorry. Yes, do check out Nintendo Power Block on NGR Radio. Uh, I I enjoy these shows quite a bit, and uh, yes, I, I, I'm I'm gonna tell you, Corey. There's gonna be one day all this great Nintendo news is going to come out. We already had Dead Power Block, and I'm going to be like, look, I know you, you have if you're home, I'm home. 
let's set up, let's record an extra power block. We have got to talk about today's news. Well, like, you know that that weekend you come up here when our <laughs> our Arsenal X and power blocks are all going to be <laughs> just outdated by. But like, my my thing is is like I want people to see the production value behind the stuff that we used to do when you're here. Yes, and we're gonna have fun talking about Nintendo. And when you're up here, we're going to have, I mean, we're going to do this for Arsenal X2, but like Xbox and Nintendo memories and, and just, you know, just a, a, what they call evergreen episodes where you can go back and listen to them from time to time. And they just, they don't, yes. they don't have anything to do with that week. And, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll have some Xbox news by then. Cause I just feel like yeah. we are really <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel for Xbox stuff to talk about lately. Because Gamescom yes. still like what a week away, two weeks away, is it two this weekend? Away. Next weekend. Uh, I think next weekend. Okay. Uh, and Microsoft just haven't been saying much, so we're not getting. I mean, I know Sony has been getting news, and Nintendo kind of been dominated, and PC's been dominated, but we're not like Xbox. Kind of have Microsoft has like been quiet, right? You know. So I I know they're giving up for OX and there's going to probably be a lot of talk, but they need to get something out like now for people to really talk about about things. All right. <sighs> but they but you know what they may be it, it may be smart of them uh, because of the survey that they did and how they was just talking about like Nintendo Switch and things like that. They may have they. They probably are taking a page out of Nintendo and planning stuff, you know, getting ready to market that system and not really talk about it, but just in the coming weeks, be like, okay, this week, this is our goal. So let's talk about it. Let's throw something out for people to discuss and like slowly roll it out. Cause I'm like, we have three more months to, uh, start talking about OX, about one X. So maybe throughout they'll be dropping something you know maybe probably not at a conference or anything but maybe microsoft might go on mixer and drop some news on there have a, a nintendo direct style or a direct style kind of uh presentation like if they're going if they're you know big enough mixer stuff maybe it's time for them to do a direct style on mixer and like introduce people to uh Xbox One X, and then later on, hey, if you're closer to a Microsoft store, we have more of what we just showed you guys. You guys can play it this weekend. So come to the nearest Xbox store and check it out. Like, they need to start doing stuff like that and rolling it out. Maybe get something out, like, kind of like make October very big to prepare to prepare for November. Because if they don't do nothing, it their launch is not going to have no kind of impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of, right? Is like they have this box, this nice new beautiful box and they don't have any, they, they haven't really shown it off to the public really. Like, right. I mean, Gamescom is a public show. I'm sure it's going to be there. Uh, PAX, uh, you know, there's, there's a couple more opportunities to do it, but like they need to do what, Nintendo was really good at doing and like setting up demo stations after E3. Remember after E3 yeah. for Wii U games, they'd set up, like, especially like when they announced Smash and 3D World and Rayman Legends were all coming out. Like they, they set up demo kiosks at Best Buys and stuff and like 
try yeah. the games that were announced at E3. And they and they and they I think they're still on their summer tour. Like they have tour dates to be like, hey, if you guys want to play the latest games or find out what we showed up, here is our stop. You guys could come in and play. Like they have their summer tour. So Microsoft, they have their own store, so they could be showing these things off. Like like the Slim, they should have been showing that off at Microsoft stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they've got some. They've they've got. I mean, they've they're climbing that steep hill, and they're like they're climbing. They're struggling, but they're climbing. I mean, I mean, we've said this a thousand times on multiple shows that Phil Spencer has really avoided the iceberg with this thing he's mm-hmm. really turned the ship around and like really you know they're heading in a good direction they just they need another boost they need a shot in the arm you know they need that that you know adrenaline they need that shot of adrenaline and they, they need it fast like because i don't i don't think crackdown is the game to do that exactly like mm-hmm. i i'm excited to play the crackdown i think it looks really fun Yes. But, like, how many people are really looking forward to Crackdown, right? I mean, the Terry, they finally made the announcement that Terry Crews is one of the main protagonists and, like, you're able to play as him, which was, which is a good shot in the arm for that game because a lot of people just thought he was advertising that game or, like, right. you know, like a side character or something. But Like, no piece of lead. Yeah. So. Well, I, I think Microsoft is struggling because there's not a word of mouth discussion going on about it you know and as many people like we bring like me and you we bring up nintendo because we're able to talk about nintendo whether they have no news or not we're able to still discuss nintendo and some things about them we can't really do that with Microsoft because they're not creating a buzz or creating a discussion about them yet. I'm going to say yet. But once they start creating something for us to discuss and people in the gaming community actually to have something to talk about Microsoft, whether it's positive or negative, Microsoft will start getting noticed more. Yeah. You know, and once that happened then I think people will start be finding an interest into you know Microsoft's products and stuff like that right oh man Xbox we like it and that's why yeah, we do I the love show. my Xbox that's why we do yes. the show uh, Ed what have, what have you been playing on your Xbox Um, I've been playing Titanfall 2 uh, going through the story mode, trying to get some collectibles. Introducing uh, you know, some of the stuff XL. that I missed. Uh, I am playing it on easy just to get those collectibles. Uh, I'll, like I said, I already beat it. Still such a good game. Uh, I'll be starting up Lost Odyssey in a couple of weeks. And uh, That's a great game. That is a great oh, game. Lost Odyssey is the best play. Final Fantasy game ever. <laughs> Period. Yeah, just saying. Heard- if you... If you guys have not played Lost Odyssey and like you can find it for cheap or you know buy it off the 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 Xbox 360 digital store, it is backwards uh-huh. compatible on Xbox One. Uh, it was free for like two months at the end of the year last year. Yeah, and, and like, when they announced it, I literally downloaded it like yeah. quickly. Yeah, and I'm just saying like that game is 
really awesome. And the game, like, that game has so much hidden story. Like, if you, you can go into these places and find books and just read for hours about the lore in yes. this world. And, like, uh, if you, like, I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but basically this this game takes place in and you are you play as immortals like you your main protagonist is immortal and you, you create this party some immortal some not and uh you know it's just this really interesting take on the generic amnesia storyline but like you know it's it's a really cool way how they explore finding your memories and like you know the characters are cool the villain's cool. Totally set up for a sequel that never happened. Mm-hmm. Just saying. That ending. That... I heard the story is phenomenal. Oh, the story is amazing. It's like, uh, I mean, okay, oh, you, it, have to, you have to realize it, it, it's a time and place oh, no. story. Before you, before you go on, I heard some of the music on the soundtrack. I want to see this perform live. This soundtrack is knockout good. Well, like, it's classic really Final Fantasy. Good. It's the composer from classic Final Fantasy games. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but it was just it just doesn't get the recognition from a lot of people because a lot of people didn't really buy Lost Odyssey, but it's held up high as a really great RPG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's deemed as a classic. Mm-hmm. Which which I can which I can understand, and that was going to be one of my reasons of buying the Xbox 360 uh, before I got my one. But because it it was backwards and it was free, yeah, I definitely had to have it, and I can't wait to jump in. Oh, but go ahead, Corey. Oh, I was just gonna say like that the ending was was so good, and it totally sets it up for a sequel that never happened. And like, man, if they made a sequel to that game. It would have been awesome, but they they went on to make uh, well the game before that their first game was Blue Dragon on 360, and then they went on to make the last story for Wii, which was an mm. awesome action RPG. If you haven't played it, and if you have a Wii or Wii U, like, and you can find the the last story, I would recommend picking it up. It's a uh, it's a, that's a, also a really cool story. Actually, a lot of Lost Odyssey vibes in it. Like it's. It's really good, so definitely yeah. try to track my down. Friend... I'd say, I know we talked a lot about this on Pal Block, uh, you know, with on the episode that came out yesterday. But like, I might like the last story more than Xenoblade Chronicles. No, but I had to play the last story. I think Xenoblade Chronicles is just is is deep. Xenoblade's great, but the last Odyssey or the the last That's story. The... The last huh. story has some amazing character moments that you will you will find yourself tearing up a couple times. Like, like it, the story's not great, but the character moments are like some of the best I think I've ever experienced. It's awesome. So, uh, Lost mm. Odyssey, check it out. Maybe maybe Ed'll stream it for uh, for some for something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Maybe a let's learn or a let's pod and play. Yeah. Maybe we should just do that. Maybe we should just let's pod and play and do like the first hour of that game. Yes. Oh, dude, the first hour, like the first ten minutes of that game, are so epic. You wake up in this. Uh, I'm not even gonna spoil it for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. You have to. I had to. You have to keep it fresh. I had to keep it fresh because I'm a big role play. Role play. Uh, like that's one of my favorite genres. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really need to dig into like 
Persona 5 and Final Fantasy 12 and Lost Odyssey, Blue Dragon, Breath of the Wild. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, because I'm because of Dragon Quest Eight, yeah. But uh, for yeah, for my Xbox One, that that is what I'm playing, uh, and I'm going to be jumping back into Dead Rising Four. Oh, really? I actually I love that game. It's actually fun. It's really comedic and really funny. And beating up the zombies, I'm just like, oh, this is cool, you know. So I'm gonna try to be. I'm going to be working on that stuff uh, in the coming days. Nice, nice. I, I've actually never played a Dead Rising game. I mean, uh, I have the one for Wii, but I didn't play it. Uh, I think I paid like five dollars for it, like brand new. They were just getting rid of it. Uh, and I have two for PS3, but I didn't play it. And uh, I have I have Dead Rising three on Xbox One, and uh, and I have four. So. But I don't have like the rec- the original 361, and uh, to to play. So, oh, but go ahead. Oh, I will. I I'm just. I was just saying. I never played a Dead Rising game. Oh, that's all. Uh, but yeah. Man, games. I've I've DMC man. Uh, I'm I'm thinking of popping. Uh, I'm thinking of popping that one back in and like literally putting it on a harder difficulty and uh well uh I'm probably gonna play it uh finish playing it on normal and try to get everything in the game so when I do go on a hard difficulty uh I could just you know f- uh challenge myself mm-hmm. yeah so <sighs> well in terms of Xbox I've been playing DMC. Uh, yes. I, I have been, like, I've been trying to go back and play some of Ninja Theory's games because uh, Hellblade is coming out soon, and I know that's not coming, yeah. not coming to Xbox, but it is coming to PC. So, like, a lot of people that, you know, are are Xbox gamers might also be playing on PC. Like, that game is coming to PC, and it's thirty dollars, and like, I've been going back and revisiting like DMC uh, Enslaved and I'm not really into Enslaved but I like the idea of that game so I I tried to like power my way through some of it just to get a refresher Uh, Heavenly Sword for PS3 that was the first game I bought on my PS3 and that game is severely underrated the story is really awesome the character design is really cool the control is kind of yeah the controls are kind of bad it's like imagine if like a a god of war that didn't have precise controls and you couldn't jump or like yeah it's it's a strange way to control a game to especially for a a a stylish action game to not include a jump button like that's weird it's really weird it was that that time that Sony were one of people to have like motion control, like the six axes. They were trying to uh, have companies use that a lot, and it didn't work well because Lair is a prime example when when it doesn't work well. So uh, that was part of the reason. Um, but yeah, I love Heavenly Sword. Uh, 
uh, Enslaved, I did beat, but I have it for PS3. Um, a very good game. And, uh, yeah, uh, DMC, Devil May Cry. Just, uh, I love, I love just, just the combat in that game and using Dante. Just I, I actually like that character model of Dante and mm-hmm. just his his uh move set. Um and yeah, I I think Xbox One plays better than the PS4 version. Yeah. It's uh Yeah, I really I really like DMC. I like I like this was DMC was the first Devil May Cry game that I played and it's I mean, it's still my favorite. I didn't play one, two, or three, and I played a little bit of four, and I was like, "This, like, I like this Dante. He's I, I like the story. I like Cat. I like the relationship with Virgil. I like the big twist at the end. Like, I just, I love that game, and I want them to make DMC two. Like, yes, I would like, I would love it to be Ninja Theory, but I would like Capcom to like, at least say, look, we really want to make a sequel to DMC. And because the twist at the end, I mean, like, I know DMC, fan, well, Devil May Cry fans proper know the story of Virgil, but, like, the twist at the end of that game totally sets it up for, like, a trilogy. Like, you could tell they're trying to set up a trilogy, and, like, they just don't finish it. And, like, now the rumor is they're going to go back to Devil May Cry and do Devil May Cry 5, and, like... I, I don't I don't want that. I want to see what happens. Like we know what happens to to Virgil and sure. and Don and uh Dante and like we we know what happens to those characters on that side and like the introduction of Nero, like you could do something cool with a new version of Nero adding him to the mix of the new of of DMC, like maybe not as like a main protagonist, like I don't want to play as him, I want to play as Dante, but like you could add him in as like you know, a DLC type thing, the way they did for Virgil. Uh, yeah. You know, I, man, I just want a DMC. <laughs> I really want a DMC sequel, man. I, I think that that story in that world is really cool and it played well. Uh, the, the weird formations of the cities and stuff, like the way they crumpled on in on each yeah. other was really cool. Like that artwork is phenomenal in that game. I hope we get it, but that's that's pretty much all I've been playing on the Xbox side. Like a lot of it's been Switch for me. <laughs> and it, it sucks. Okay. Like I don't want to like, I don't want to talk about Nintendo games on an Xbox podcast. But that's I mean that's literally what I've been playing. Like, you know, I've been playing a lot. Of, I've been playing more Shantae. Like I think that's on Xbox One. Uh, mm-hmm. So like Half Genie Hero is really good. Uh, so, but anyways, let's move on to what news we do have for xbox <laughs> i like yes. i feel i feel bad because like i we always have so much to talk about on ngr and and pow block and you know the nerds gone platinum moose and jason always have so much to talk about and like i feel bad because there has not been a single drop of xbox news lately that's like really worth talking about like yes, I I mean there's some tidbits here and there. Actually, like, I did find this one news story that just happened about ten minutes ago while we were talking about DMC. Uh, EA merged Bioware Montreal with Motive Studios, so that's yes. that's like a. I mean, 
come on, we saw that coming, right? After Mass Effect, like we we well, we knew we knew Montreal, Bioware Montreal was like they had already downgraded it to a support studio on its other games, right? And now like they're actually putting motive in a studio and Bioware support studio on there, like Mhm. We saw that. I mean, we saw that coming. Some like it, I didn't know it was going to be motive, but we did see that like Montreal was kind of. I thought they were going to close the studio. To be honest with you, no, I, I, they're too talented for them to close Bioware. No, uh, I'm, well, Bioware Edmonton well, is the main studio. Montreal is was the support studio, and then Mass Effect Andromeda was their first crack at a full game. So. I thought they were just going to close the Montreal studio and just keep everything well, in Edmonton and Austin. Well, was it what is was it Bioware just one fill company? And I get I'm assuming when EA bought them, EA well, must have split them in two. No, here's what happened. Uh, EA had a bunch of studios, and then they purchased Bioware. Well, they purchased yes. Bioware Edmonton, which is the main Bioware studio, and then what they did was EA had a studio in uh, Montreal, and they had a studio in Austin. And they rebranded those studios Bioware because Bioware was so popular with Knights of the Old Republic and Mass Effect and Dragon Age that they decided that the brand recognition of the game, if we can sell a Bioware game through these studios, people will, will, like, people who don't really pay attention to a lot of things, like, they'll eat it up because it's a, quote, Bioware game. So that's it for your well, for you. Okay. So uh there's two there's kind of three stories that's dealing with EA and Bioware. Uh but let's address the first part of the Bioware of Montreal. So uh the studio behind Mass Effect Andromeda, Bioware of Montreal is now tearing down this metaphorical walls and merging with EA Motive. The two studios share the same floor and office space, making a strange distinction as the two studios work closely together us closely already. Um, EA Motive is a studio headed by Jay Raymond, the former Ubisoft producer best known for her work spearheading Assassin's Creed. She joined EA in 2015, forming Motive Studios alongside an announcement that she would be responsible for a Star Wars game using EA's exclusive license for the mega franchise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. now, uh, which is good. Uh, Jay, uh, Jay Raymond, uh, Raymond, she's really good at what she does. Uh, you know, she helped, like they said, Assassin's Creed become what they are. Um, now, this is the weird story uh, uh, about it. And I don't know if you uh, got to check it, but uh, EA had a successful uh, quarter, and in a way, they're kind of thinking Mass Effect Andromeda for it so um mass effect andromeda had a uh, tough year it launched it to a tepid reception from both consumers and critics um it had technical tonal issues and just other problems for it um despite all of this ea is praising mass effect andromeda's performance with regard to the way it affected the bottom line EA's first quarter of 2017 prepared comments to investors. Uh, CFO Blake Jorgenstein states that net sales were $775 million, up $93 million over the same quarter in 2016, and $25 million above expectations. Uh, he explains this by saying year-on-year growth was driven by the Mass Effect Andromeda sales captured by the quarter and by FIFA. Now, 
reason why I I say that is because Mass Effect Andromeda only way that they actually helped is because they put the game on sale digitally. And so for some physical copies, it was like thirty bucks. Yeah, it's thirty five bucks on Amazon right now. Thirty five bucks. Yeah. So like, what? Maybe what? Uh, a couple of weeks after the game came out and got got its reception, it started it started selling the way that it is. So for a lot of people, they were I think people were buying the game digitally. Uh, than uh, physical copies because they were just like, well, the deluxe version is only forty one bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were, and it felt like they were jumping between Xbox and PS4 for the sale of this game. And then for some unknown reason, two and a half weeks, uh, depending on what retail store you went to, the game was also on sale for physical copy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, like a couple weeks ago, GameStop had it for twenty bucks. So. I mean, <laughs> that game. Like, I feel so bad for that game. Like, I, I, I really do. And we've we've spent too much time talking about how that game was was just shoved out. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I just feel like I don't know. This is just sad, man. That team had the chance, and they like they were rushed. Ugh. like I wanted to like Mass Effect Andromeda really bad, and like I know. Friends of NGR, you know, Fathers of the Grind guys love that show or love that uh, game, and like, you know, Todd Oxtra likes that game a lot, and mm-hmm. I wanted to, and like, after playing Zelda and Horizon already this year, and like, I the, a couple other games I have on the back burner, like, I want to play the games that got nines and tens, and I don't have time for a mediocre game right now. Like, I just, I just don't, you know, and like. We talked about this. The lineup for this fall is super, is super. Lo- I don't even know what I'm saying. Is so big for for Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation. Like across the board, if you include well, the third parties and stuff, like Ma- Mass Effect's gonna be sitting on the back burner for a while. And I feel bad because I love Mass Effect, but like, right? And Nintendo probably Nintendo alone is probably going is if you look at it. It's probably almost about five hundred plus dollars itself in games that people are going to want this holiday season. Right, like, uh, I mean, you know what games I have pre-ordered already. <laughs> it's exactly, and don't forget this is including 3DS. Uh, this is including Switch, uh, some Wii games because Axiom Verge is coming out for Wii, and it's include it's including indie games. So. Uh, on 3ds and on uh on switch so that whole schedule is packed mm-hmm. for this holiday season yeah like for for switch alone i have uh you know the collector's edition of sonic mania i have mario and rabbids i have nba 2k i have the the Pokemon tournament fifa uh readout mario odyssey uh Fire Emblem, Rhyme, Xenoblade, Skyrim, and then I have all those Amiibo, uh, you know, and then Rayman Legends. I I need to go figure out what I'm doing about that game. Axiom Verge, I need to go figure out what I'm doing with that game. Uh, You know, Battle Chasers, like, that's that's Switch alone. That's my Switch lineup 
for 2017 right now alone and that's not including wolfenstein 2 that's not including destiny 2 that's not including crackdown that's not including you know hopefully shadow of the tomb raider gets announced at gamescom this year like that <laughs> i'm like that my and that's not including battlefront 2 which i'm really stoked about i right i really want to play that campaign man like so that, that's yeah that's i it, like all those games like all those games are gonna get great scores like that's not that's that's not like i if if i mean like destiny out of the games i just named i bet destiny gets a low score i bet destiny gets like mid sevens and that's not that's not like i'm not trying to put the game down or anything but like destiny is a game that grows over time and it's going to start out bare i not as bare bones as destiny one but it's going to start mm -hmm. out with you know a small amount of content and grow over time like that's just the way that game works and like there people are gonna have to re-review it and let people know what's happening and stuff like that but like <sighs> there's just too many games to play now and too many games coming out for me to waste my time on a on a game like mass effect right now which sucks so. Yes, which which I am working like I said, I am working my way through Mass Effect. Um, I think I got one more side mission on the southern land, and then I could go to the actual planet that I need to continue the story. So, um, I'm working my way through it. Yeah. Uh, but Corey, we do have some sad news. Uh, from Bioware actually, uh, Corey Gasper, he is he was the lead designer of the Mass Effect trilogy. And for Anthem, he actually passed away today. Um, he was a member of Bioware for over nine years and worked on as a designer for a lot of games, and that includes also Sonic Chronicles, Dragon Age Origins, Mass Effect 2 and 3, and he was the lead designer for Anthem. So mm -hmm. uh, he did just out of the blue pass away. We don't know what he died from, or if it was natural causes or a car accident or anything like that. We don't have that full detail, but the people are sending the uh, company at Bioware, they send their condolences. And uh, found out that uh, I guess Adrian Nieto had him as a teacher. Um, our, great, our good friend uh, Adrian Nieto, he, uh, I think he took a class with him or something. Or maybe a seminar with Corey, uh, and uh, kind of learn from him. Mm -hmm. So I know that's kind of hitting him hard at the moment. Uh, but yeah, uh, he was he was glad he was slowly be missed, and he worked on some a lot of games. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's sad. Anytime you you hear of like a death, like a, I mean, like not even like a quote celebrity death, but like you know, it's it's sad when people die and like those are games people care about and he had a big hand in these games and it's always sad to hear like someone's gone now like a little piece of that game is is gone and it's just sad you know like it's sad yes. and like they didn't even release a cause of death yet did they no they had just announced it yeah. uh they kind of announced it on twitter and uh news sites and stuff so okay. they uh probably the family haven't given up uh, a lot of information just yet so probably by some uh the time of this reviewing that you guys will see there'll probably be an update on some info on his passing yeah yeah that's yeah that's really sad man i i just i don't really deal with with death well like it's just one of those things that is just like 
you you know like I I I mess around with with my mom and stuff like when she I talk to her and she's like watching the news and she's like oh somebody died while they were driving and texting and stuff whatever like I'm like I don't want to hear about this stuff like all the news is is like talking about death and and fires and death and shooting and death like you know but like this this is just sad and like I yeah man like I I just think of like people that have been important to me in my life and you know we lose people and it's always sad when you lose someone and you know condolences right. to his his family and friends and everybody so it's sad yes well Corey, i actually have one more story well, that's uh, good because that's one more than i got <laughs> And actually, a lot of people might like why are we talking about this. Uh, but crossplay for uh for Minecraft is available for Windows 10 and Android. Um, then Xbox One beta will be coming live in a couple of days. So those who are playing Minecraft on Windows 10 and on uh, Android, they can play together now. Uh, for the game, and then in a couple of weeks. Or a couple of days they'll be doing on Xbox One. This is part of their uh sorry sorry about that. Ooh, sorry about that again. Um this is part of their better together's uh uh feature. So uh the servers aren't live just yet, but uh probably by the time you guys read this or um hear this, they should be going live that you guys can play. So that's the first step about crossplay. Um and don't forget that this is also going to be included Xbox One and the Nintendo Switch at a later date. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah for those who are playing Minecraft you guys have crossplay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh well I do have one more Ugh, excuse me. I do have one more news story. I'm sorry if you're watching the video. Skype is is crapping on me again. It's just has this big red bar across my face that says internet connection problem. And this has just not been my day. Uh, <laughs> um, case of the Mondays. Yeah, but uh, the news story uh, is from IGN and uh, Crash Insane Trilogy. There's a video up that allegedly says that it's like it has xbox button prompts for the crash insane trilogy meaning that you know xbox could steal a game from the playstation exclusive lineup uh i don't know who's excited for crash bandicoot i'm sorry like (laughs) i'm really confused at how that game sold so well but it did and like you know now xbox players are probably gonna get in on the action and i'm sure it'll come to switch at some point too so uh, yes you know, they did say it was pretty much a timed exclusive for PlayStation, but and the box does not say only on PlayStation, so uh you know how right. you know how Sony likes to brand their boxes it says only on PlayStation, so right. I think in America it'll sell a li- I mean it's it'll probably sell a little bit well on I know on PS4 it sold a little bit well, I think uh, it'll probably sell the same amount on Xbox One. I think once it comes to Switch, or if it comes to Switch, that's where everybody's going to be buying the game at. I think too many people are going to be busy playing Rayman Legends and Mario Odyssey to even give two craps about... <laughs> about that is true. Crash. Like, I I don't care about Crash at all, man. Like, 
I know I didn't ha I bought an N64 instead of a PS1 like I I just I don't care about Crash like I would rather see Spyro come out than than Crash like I don't know I just well he did come out but he made Skylanders yeah, and then they took his name off and which is but weird they because there's like seven or eight Spyro figures though he's still like every game they put a new Spyro figure in actually no I think uh. I think not Shrek in the box, tea. not in the box, but like there's a spiral figure. No, they, no, they don't sell spiral figures no more. I thought there was at least like three or four spiral figures. There, I think Trap Team, which is the third game, I think that was the last one that had a spiral in it. If not, then Giants is the last one, because Spiral, uh, when uh, Spiral Skylanders came out, Skylanders Adventure came out when it first came out. That's when they had Crash in it. Because yeah. they never saw, uh, and then like later on, I think that's when they started selling Spyro by himself with like a limited edition of him, like a dark version. Mm -hmm. And then, other than that, as more as more, more of the games came out, they stopped putting Spyro, like Spyro's name's not on it no more, and they stopped putting him in the box. They, start, they don't even sell him by himself. Dumb. That's what I say. Dumb. Hey. <sighs> Spyro. What could have been? Hey, but Crash is in the latest spiral. Uh and I I don't think it did anything for ima uh, imaginators like the new one. But that uh Donkey Kong and that Bowser uh Skylander. They're just funny looking. <laughs> They're funny looking, but I'm just like this is kind of cool. But then you put them up to the uh Mebo, you'd be like, "Oh, you see the quality difference." <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I never, I never got into Skylander, so I really don't, I really don't care. <laughs> My Toys to Life game was Disney Infinity that you can see right behind me. If you're watching the video, it's uh, yes, there's a lot of them, the whole set actually. Uh, oh, nice. And I have the crystal figures still boxed there in a box somewhere. The, the Toys R Us exclusives. Yeah, yeah, I got them all. So. The the hardest one to find was the freaking Buzz Lightyear one. Jeez. Shoot, we had that for ages. Nobody was buying that. Well, I didn't even know about the crystal figures until I found a Jack Sparrow just sitting there. It was like a Jack Sparrow and a uh, Lone Ranger, I think, were just sitting there. I was like, what are these white figurations? And then I started going up and down the Toys of Life aisle, and they, somebody had hidden a Lightning McQueen behind like a bunch of Transformers. and uh -huh. Like, I was... Yeah, it, I... You think people have the amiibo bug bad? I had the the infinity bug bad. I almost went out and like when they announced the cancellation and that guy was continuing to cr like sell some of them, like he was uh -huh. he was three D printing them and just selling the figures for like twenty bucks pop. I almost bought his full X Men line, his Deadpool line. Uh, he had a couple Star Wars figures that were still prototyped but not ever finished, like. I don't know if this was an artist from Avalanche or what, but he had all kinds of 3D images and scans of, of the figures. And, like, whew, I wanted those X-Men ones so bad. They were, like, early 90s X-Men. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was awesome. So, man. Yeah. Yes. But yes. That's just me. Uh, I, I really, gosh, I wanted X-Men so bad. 
the Deadpool one was really cool too. Like they they all look like they go together. They they just sit really nice together. That's the one thing I like yeah. about the Disney Infinities is somehow they came up with this cool art style for all the figures where they still look like the figures from like the movies and the TV shows and stuff, but they all have this unified art style and it's just it's really cool. So, yes. But anyways, Ed Guess yes. what? We have listener questions. And guess what? Yes! Every question is about the Xbox One X, which really surprises <sighs> me. Um, They're great questions, though. Yeah, they are. So uh, our first question is from Brad Thompson. Uh, is Xbox One X worth the pre-order? And then Edward Varnell replies, great question. Oh, I have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ed, why don't you give us your opinion on on the Xbox One X and if, if it's worth okay. the pre order? Uh, I'm gonna say yes, it is worth the pre order. Uh, and I know a lot of people are the main focus is on 4K gaming, but uh, you know, if you want the best experience, you're gonna have to have to kind of up the money. Um, if this cuts down on installment times. Uh, it you know it really gives you like sixty uh sixty frames per second and you know it's giving you like true four K. Uh, it's worth the investment. Now some people might say, well, I could just get an Xbox S, but Xbox uh S the slim doesn't doesn't do as nearly as what the OX will be doing. Um, you know OX is it's gonna be a powerful console and. Uh, we can. I, I definitely can't wait to see. I want to see. Uh, don't forget, it doesn't have a fan because it's doing the liquid cooling. So you really won't notice that the system is on. Uh, eventually, if you do up, upgrade to 4K, because a lot of prices are dropping down, you'll be already set to go. So you can just actually plug in and continue playing for that. Uh, you know, you're still gonna have your 360 and your uh your original xbox games i think the only thing you will have to do when you do get your uh if you decide to pre-order and definitely get a ox like when it comes out you will probably need another um external hard drive and you know you will have to install those games and if the installment time is cut down on it it's worth the pre-order it's worth ordering um People are going to be coming in trying to buy the system so they can sell it online. Mm-hmm. So people are plan- see, people are going to be planning to be like, well, you know, all the OXs are gone. So, but if you want one, there's one on eBay for seven hundred dollars. People did it for the PS3. Don't know why, but uh, if I if if you are willing to save up the money, the five hundred dollars to upgrade to that system, uh, to have the best of the best, then yes, it's worth the pre order. Um, I, I will say that I will say this though, that if you're going to pre order it or uh, pre order the game, I mean the system, uh, look into what console launch exclusives to complement that system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like, don't look at the games that are out now and how they're going to look and all that stuff. 
actually look at the look at go back at that E3 uh, press conference and mark the games that you want to play, and you know experience that first on OX. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I, I would say if you have a chance to get one to three games, go ahead and do that. Also, look for Xbox Live Gold when the system comes out. You know, you might get some a uh, very good game on that when on that month of November and stuff. And for some people, they still might have the original Xbox or they might actually have their Slim. And some people could be if you're fine with that, that's good. Uh, but I think if you if you got the money and you really want to pre-order it, go ahead and pre-order the OX. I I think it's worth the pre-order. Um. Unfortunately, I won't be doing it because of me uh, having my Switch and building that library up and playing and buying games for for Switch. Most of the games that I want for uh, the Xbox, I'm, I'm going to play on my original Xbox. Uh, and it's not that many. Yeah. But if, you know, if it comes to a time that I'll be like, you know what? I I got the money for uh, OX. I'll upgrade to OX and just donate my old play my old Xbox One to one of my family members and uh, kind of transfer because most of my stuff is already on my external hard drive. So all I got to do is just connect it and format it for that, and I'll be good to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, for me, man, this this internet thing is really making me upset. It's not my dad. It's not my day. Uh, but for me, like, I'm going to get one eventually. But I'm, and like, I understand the benefits of the Xbox One X, even if you mm-hmm. don't have a 4K TV. Like, you know, some games on Xbox One original run at 720p and 900p. Like, it'll automatically booster those up to 1080p, right? It'll improve games right. like Halo 5 that do resolution. Uh, they sacrifice resolution to keep the frame rate up. So sometimes you'll be playing Halo 5, and to keep that steady 60 frames a second, it'll drop from 1080p to 900p or 720p sometimes. Uh, and you'll notice that when you're playing, but you'll still have that smooth frame rate. Uh, you know, you'll notice that in Halo and Gears of War, because I think Gears 4 does the same thing. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and I know that that campaign runs at 30 to keep that cinematic feel and to to you know boost the graphics but but you know you'll still feel that that uh overhaul if you have an x uh so for me i'm in the same boat as you like i want to play as many as many games as i can this year and right now those games are on switch in the way my life is going right now and the, the way i'm able to play games and stuff like most of my time is being sw- spent in handheld or uh, you know, I've I've even been playing around getting a tablet to have the Xbox. Yeah, I could stream to my an, a Surface tablet or something like. Yes. You know, um, my the most game time I I've played more games this year than I have in the last like two years because of portability. You know, like I like to hang out and watch TV and and see movies and stuff with my wife and like, you know. I can't be playing games a whole lot while I'm doing that. Well, like I've said many times on Pal Block in this show, uh, the Switch has changed that. You know, the Wii U was that to an extent, but 
Yes. Uh, in the 3DS to an extent, like I, I like to play games in handheld mode on my Switch. Like that's where it goes. That's just that's just how it is, right? I I use the dock to charge it. I cannot tell you the last time I played that game on a TV. Like I think maybe it was like I played for a couple <laughs> hours on TV this weekend when I was playing Arms, but like you know, for me it's handheld mode and laying in bed, it's handheld mode and like that's the one thing that Xbox can't provide me is that <laughs> like I have to wait till she goes to bed so I can use the TV to play my Xbox games, which Yes. You know, is good and bad. You know, like I, we're I'm an adult with a life and a job, and and you know I have responsibilities and things to do. Like, I don't have a lot of game time for a you know quote proper gaming experience to sit on the couch in front of the TV and play. Uh, but when I do, I want the best experience. Like, that's what my TV gaming is. I when I got my TV out in the living room, like it was the best TV available, and I wanted the best experience for my games. And, you know, I still want that, which is why I upgraded to the PlayStation Pro, which is why I upgraded to the S when I was able to. Like, I I want the best experience I can have. And when the X comes out, I will be scrounging pennies to get one eventually. Probably next summer I will have an, an Xbox One X. Like, that's my goal next summer. Uh maybe not mm-hmm. because there's a lot of switch games coming out dude but like exactly you know i feel like it... i feel like xbox is is doing a great job of keeping people in their ecosystem and and you know you're going to be able to have that $200 box to play call of duty and madden those gamers can play there or if you want the best 4k assassin's creed or halo experience like you get the x like it just it depends on what you're looking for, right? It just it just yes. depends on what you want and what you're looking for and if that graphical fidelity affects you or not. Like there's people that don't care about graphics at all, right? Like there's just those yes. people out there that don't care. And that's perfectly fine. The Xbox One S is probably your box. You know. But the X is a monster of a box and I really want to see what how that compares and I want to see I want to see Lee Navarro, I'm looking at you, buddy. I want to see how an X compares to a a well-built PC, PC in terms of graphical fidelity. Like, you know, we we make fun of PC gaming all the time. Like, that's I mean, we like people are like, who's the Xbox One X for? It's for the people who want a PC quality gaming experience who don't have have the money or the time to build a PC and download all those games, right? Like, they want a plug and play right. experience. Uh, and and that's also who it's for. Is like, <laughs> I I right. want you don't like, have to shell out all that money for a graphics card, while you already have just the X, you have the OX ready ready to go. That's going to produce great graphical fidelity. It's going to look good and perform well. Yeah. You know, only thing that you can't do is that you can't take it on the go unless you brought it digitally and you can play it on Windows 10. Yeah. So, like, that's that's the thing, right, is, like, Xbox One X is, is the console for the people who want the best experience. And, like, I want the best experience, so I'll be getting one, but I, I just can't pre-order it. It's not in the cards right now. I, I, was, I would say this. OX and Pro didn't get the welcoming that 
I don't want to say kind of deserve, but I will say that uh, OX did a better job of having a need for that system over PlayStation Pro. Like, Pro didn't do... To me, personally, Pro didn't do nothing to warrant a purchase. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, they could upscale it to 4K, but I'm just like... But the slim have already have that ability for it and for a lot of people who got the slim and playing on a 4k tv they could see it mm-hmm. you know uh just recently uh uh horizon zero dawn just got the 4k update for pro and that game has been out since february like you you had a press conference on what pro is supposed to be doing why now and you even market uh, Horizon off the Pro. Mm-hmm. So why now is that game just now getting a 4K update? Well, I think, I mean, I think Sony's going in a direction where, like, you know, I I don't want to speak for them because, like, I obviously don't know, but, like, it really feels <laughs> like Sony's, mo- because at the beginning of the generation, Sony was was marketing like oh we're all about the gamer here's how you play a used game on your playstation like when the xbox was always connected always online can't play used games that kind of stuff like they they were for the gamer and they were really pushing indies and they were really like trying to be consumer friendly and they're heading back in that they're heading back in the other direction that they were for playstation 3 like you know we are almost anti-consumer we like don't know what our box can do like we don't we don't know which box to market because we have too many SKUs. like the god of war demo for e3 was shown on a normal p on a launch ps4 like don't you want that game running on a pro to show what it can be like you know and right and, and i know like xbox is going to do that with x they're going to be like look this is a game running on xbox one x we want to show the best possible product out there and then we say it's compatible for with Xbox One S and Xbox One. Like, that's their whole platform is, like, it's compatible on everything, but you'll get the, these different experiences here, here, and here. And maybe one day they'll fade out the the original Xbox One and say, uh, here's Xbox One X2, and then this game is compatible with Xbox One. It's similar to what, like, phone apps do now, right? You need a certain phone app or a certain update for your phone or a certain phone to play like a five-year-old phone is not going to play a game that work only works on the newest phone right like yeah and, and it's going to be very incremental it's not going to be every year like phones are but at the same time like you can probably expect a new an upgraded xbox one x in three or four years like i don't know if they're going to make like a, a, a fourth proper xbox right i mean i think that the Xbox One is just going to get the incremental updates, right? I think that's what Phil Spencer said was, like, he wants to get rid of console generations. He wants to get rid of that and just have the box where everything is compatible, where everything, you know, three or four years from now, there'll probably be an Xbox One XX. I don't know, you know? So, yeah. And so, and, you know, be just be ready for... Uh, if you're going to do any kind of pre-orders, uh, make sure that you have a game plan for that pre-order. Yes, if you already got an Xbox and you got some of the old games, that's fine. But 
just like kind of be prepared. Just be like, I really want to. Since I'm spending this money, I, I let me get a game that's a console launch exclusive that I could actually play first on uh, on this Xbox. Uh, me and Corey was talking earlier about uh, uh, when I was talking about the Microsoft Store. You know, also check them if you are able to go to one of their stores if, and, you know, and see if, when they're doing pre-orders. Uh, like, if I have one close to me, I think it, there's one that's like 45 minutes close uh, close to me. Um, I, hopefully, I could go there and talk to them and be like, okay, are you guys also doing pre-orders? I mean, it would be smart for them to pre-orders. And I would just pre-order from the Microsoft store instead of going to Best Buy GameStop. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's worth it if you have the money and that's the experience you want. Like that's my whole thing, right? Is like it's worth it if that's the experience you want. And right. there's a lot of Xbox gamers out there that want that experience and will be on their day one and you know, I would like to play Destiny in four K at some point, you know? And like hey, and that's you're not gonna get that with PlayStation Four Pro, I'm sorry. It's checkerboarded ten eighty P so like I'm sorry, it's yeah. The Xbox and One X, is, every- everything you play on PS4 Pro is going to look better on Xbox One X, and that's just yeah. like if 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 the companies put the time in to upgrade it to the 4K stuff that Xbox One X runs at. Like, I know Assassin's Creed Origins has already said they're checkerboarding their 4K, which is technically not 4K; it's just up-res 1080p. Like, it's just weird, whatever. But yes. like, you know, it's there, so. And you know it is the holiday time, getting close to Christmas and Hanukkah, and even Kwanzaa for those who celebrate it. So it's it'll be a good gift. You know you're already prepared to buy that buy that system for that gift. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Oh man. Okay, I think we just answered like everybody's question. Uh, Antonio Guillen says, "Where's my pre-order?" Um, I don't know. You can give me five hundred bucks though if you're willing to donate, and I'll see if I can get you one. <laughs> right oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding uh, I, lo- I love Antonio we, need to, get, I do we need to get him on here at some point like oh my gosh I love Antonio so much if you're into Switch stuff if you want a short and sweet Switch YouTube show go watch Switch Talk it's like a 20 minute game they kind of review the games that are coming out for Switch it's really good So, uh, okay next question Jesse White asks Phil Spencer has said that he thinks the S will steadily outsell the X. Do you believe that to be true and possible? Yes. I think that the S will totally outsell the X next year. I think I think that okay. here here's the thing. I think the X is for the hardcore of the hardcore and it is more of a we're offering this to our hardcore fans and we are pro gamers so we are sending you a really nice 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 box that you can play. But the people who play Call of Duty and Madden every year just want a box that sits under their coffee, their entertainment center where they have a stack of Madden for the last 10 years, Grand Theft Auto V, and Call of Duty. Like, that's where the S is going to go. And, like, that's, like, sadly, that's a majority of the gamers, and people are missing out on some great stuff. But that's okay. the that's the reality of the market. So I think the S, like, initially, I think the first year the S will outsell the X. Uh, eventually, as 4K TVs come down in price, people are looking for that 4K experience, and mm-hmm. you know they get that 4K TV, 
So I need a box that plays 4K. They'll upgrade to the X. Uh, I think I think that's when we'll start seeing the X sell more. But you know, I still think the S is going to be the dominant box next year. I'm going to say no to this, and I'm going to tell you why, as usual, um, because. Xbox One as a brand is selling slowly. Nintendo Switch is just too hot right now. And it will consistently be hot for a good portion. Now, you're gonna to have to do your you're gonna to have to do your research. Whether you get an X or O O X, they're both gonna sell slowly. Like right like just like uh in a couple of weeks. Uh, that I've been working at my job, I slowly been selling Slims, but everybody has been asking me for X. Uh, nobody has touched PS4, but when it comes to once OX come out and what you know, and we got Slims and stuff and holiday bundles, both of them are slowly going to sell. Mm-hmm. And if they if they do sell, uh, it's going to be because of NBA 2K. But if Nintendo supply supply stores with a lot of switches, everybody's gonna play 2K on that system. Yeah, I think a lot of people are gonna double dip on 2K. Like everybody mm-hmm. I've talked to that owns a Switch and a PS4 or Xbox One, they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take 2K on the road so I can play like a franchise mode." But P- the Xbox One and PS4 is the one I'm gonna play online. Yeah. And uh, can I address something with you no. with the first with the first question? <laughs> okay. Uh, just, just to let you guys <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh you um i just want to let everybody know you have you have to separate adult from teen from kid you have to you have to separate it if you're a adult you make that choice on what system that you want to buy a ox or a slim for most teenagers they're going to ask their moms probably to buy them an xbox they're not going to explain to them which one that they want so parents are not going to know if they should get that slim or the ox and if that parent what the what that parent is willing to spend on that teenager unless that teenager works to, for that money to get them an ox or a slim as for kids though a lot of kids they're probably going to get the slim so they could get minecraft right yeah, parents like, are parents. Yeah, dude. parents are not going to spend. Parents are not going to spend five hundred dollars on the OX to get for their kid, and there's not enough games for that for their kid. That's that's geared toward them because it is sports and it is Minecraft, but none of the games that's going that's on that system is going to be anything that's going to be worth playing. Kids are going to be kind of asking for the Switch, and adults are going to be wanting to buy the Switch. And maybe some teens, too. Right. I don't... It's... Mm, I don't know. I still think that that $500 price point is a steep hill to climb for people. And if you can buy the box for $250 and spend that other $250 on games, like I feel like a lot of people are going to go that route for a while. Like, And... and you know, that's that's just my personal opinion. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not an analyst. I sit in a spare bedroom and talk about video games with people all the time. That's what I they're, do. They're, but there are people. 
there are people who said I have to have the first edition. I have to have it right away. They they sometimes don't think of or plan out on how they're going to get it. They just know that they got to have it right away when it comes out. Yeah. <sighs> yep. So, I so I I don't think Slim is going to outsell Xbox O X. I think they're both going to be equal. It's just it's just that the X brand needs to start selling on any front. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Let's see. The next question for Arsenal X is Where's the load? Come on. Jesse Douglas. Jesse Douglas uh, says if <laughs> Xbox wants to stay ahead in the game in the hardware department, I think they should have waited to release Xbox One X after PS five. What are your thoughts? Uh would it would it be just as good for them as now or would it have been better to wait and put a more powerful hardware in it. I don't um, I think I don't think the PS5 like there's rumors like Game Informer keeps reporting on rumors that the PS5 might be announced next year which would be a bold move for Sony. I'm sorry. That would, would be, be a, a stupid move. Yeah, that would be real dumb. Like I'm sorry like to put out a new box when your console's on top like that's that's just it's it sounds like something a, sony would do though i'm sorry that just sounds I mean, like something they would do it's a it's a slap to sony friends because you market the pro as the ultimate box for playstation 4 players and to just dump them off where you even where you haven't allowed the ps4 pro to even grow like it's only been what i think it only be a, be a year in November, mm, I think, yeah. for the pro. Yeah. So th- that's a that's a complete slap to everybody. Be like, oh, you mean you are the leading console, so you going so you think that because Microsoft is putting out uh uh not a next generation but uh a update to the Xbox brand. You're going to go to your whole next generation to battle them. Even though you just put out the Pro, you put out PSVR that that's not getting enough support, really. Like, you got to have people understand why they need to have a Pro still to this very day. Like, and it just, it feels like they would give up on the Pro if they announced the PS5. Like it, there, there would be no need for it. You know, developers would have to then shift their games or whatever they have, their ports and stuff, to the PS5. And we won't, we won't see the PS5. I think until uh twenty twenty three, twenty four. We we just won't see it till like way later on. Uh, but to answer this question, uh. It's good for them to uh, release it now. Uh, they don't need to put. They don't need to wait and put out powerful hardware. They need to put something out that's going to gain traction, so they could, for some people, be in the number one spot. If you want to see it that way, but they want to provide uh, entertainment. They want to get those fans back that have left the Microsoft brand. So in order to do that, yeah, it's gonna cost you some money 
But hey, some of us paid $600 to get a Neo Geo to play arcade games. And those games even came to Super Nintendo and Genesis later on down the line. And there were $200 a cartridge. But there are people who bought that system and bought those games. Right. Uh-huh. So, uh, it, I think Microsoft is doing a smart thing. They just need to market it better. Uh, PS5 is not coming down to coming down uh, to later down later down on the line. Uh, they they are putting out a powerful console now, and hopefully with Xbox OX, they give it seven years. And so when it gets to 2026, then they could go on to their next box or their next generation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I think like I think that I I think we kind of I kind of answered this question indirectly earlier, where you know Phil Spencer wants to t- cut down that generational gap, you know, and this is the I think the Xbox is going to be the first one to truly like take that step in terms of like cutting down the generational barriers, and like we've seen Nintendo do it before, right? Like. Yes. Uh, with the 3DS specifically, and the DS, and you know their handheld line, and uh, you know where things become backwards compatible for a little while. Like the DS Lite is a perfect example. Like you can play your Game Boy Advance games on your DS Lite, and then you know the DSi was a little bit faster, could process your games faster, but took away that Game Boy Advance thing. Like I think the I think it's smart for Xbox, first of all, to put out a, a, a stronger box because yes. to compete with Sony, it has to, right? Like, uh, on paper, you know, Sony's games are, like, their first-party uh, portfolio on paper is better. Like, they have uh, the third-party uh, rights to, to promote and market the third-party games uh, in the fall, like Battle Battlefront and and Call of Duty and Destiny, like they have that area covered. Like, yeah, Xbox needs to make a move, and this is their move, and I think it's smart. I think I, I, I don't think there's going to be a fourth proper Xbox. I think Xbox One is going to be the last, the last titled Xbox, and like mm. they're just going to iterate on it, and that's how they're going to battle Sony's PS5 when it comes out. Is like oh, the PS5 came out this year. Next year, we're going to put out a box that's more powerful that's compatible with all your Xbox One games and all your 360 games and all your digital library. That's how they're going to battle it long-term. And, like, I used to think that Sony had it right for a while in terms of, like, PlayStation Now and the streaming of the old games and, like, yeah, you know, their games not being backwards compatible, but attached to your account so maybe future games will be you know backwards compatible where you play your ps4 games on your ps5 whatever but like xbox is doing things really smart they just need that boost from their first party lineup like that's that's where xbox is struggling is the first party lineup can i tell you they i think sony needs it too i i i literally think Sony's first party is still not strong enough. Yes, they sold well with Horizon. Yes, they got Bloodborne. They got Uncharted 4. But those three games is still not strong enough to actually own a PlayStation 4. 
Yeah, but they are doing it other ways where people think that, you know, PlayStation 4 was cheaper out of the gate, so that's what yes. gave them the jump start. They yes. made the moves to get the marketing behind third parties. They made the the self-publishing indies thing uh, a part of their platform, which gave them a jump start, mm -hmm. which made yeah. a lot of people, like a lot of people who enjoyed Xbox Live Arcade made the jump to PS4 because of all the cool indies that PS4 was getting that was, you know, at first locked behind the Xbox One, whatever they were trying to do before the box uh -huh. became what it is now. Like, I think Sony capitalized on Microsoft's missteps more than it than it did on its own library. Like, yes, that's where I think PlayStation succeeded. I think Microsoft needs to. I think Microsoft wants to try to do what Nintendo does with their first party, where Nintendo right now is very successful on indies and first party. Like, that's mm -hmm. always been Nintendo's strong suit whether you agreed with it on Wii U or not, whether you agree with it on Switch or not. But there's no doubt that Nintendo is really pulling all the stops out for their first party. And I think Microsoft wants to be that. They want to have Sea of Thieves be successful. They want State of yes. Decay to be successful. They want Crackdown to be successful. They actually have a, a more diverse lineup than people realize, right? Uh -huh. Xbox used to be the place to go for shooters. Well, yeah, you still have Halo and Gears, but you have your racing franchise in Forza. You have State of Decay, which is your survival game. You have Crackdown, which is your all-around, I guess, blow stuff up game where you're, you're still shooting yes. stuff. But you have cool games like Sunset Overdrive. You have Rise. You have Dead Rising. Like, even though that some of those are are second party games but like you have those titles that diversify your lineup and if microsoft yeah. can just hit on like two or three properties and build that foundation back up again then you say look this is how we're changing halo to make it a better first person shooter experience and then you come out with a guns blazing with halo 6 and it focused on master chief and then you bring out oh by the way gears 5 is coming and this is how we're changing gears because you said gears four was stale that uh, you build, you build the foundation with these smaller titles. You get them out there. Yes. You blow the doors off with halo six. Like that's how you boost their first party lineup. And I, I, and I think Microsoft needs to have their own indie company. They need like, I would love for them to do something like, uh, I mean, we've talked. Uh, but, we talked about Moon Studios a couple weeks ago. If you yeah. go, if you go on our YouTube page, it's broken out in the Arsenal X uh, playlist. Like we talked about Moon Studios and how they could be like, you know, that's that's going to be Microsoft's equivalent of the EA Originals brand, right? Where they bring right. in these indie studios to, and publish them, and like they've tried a couple times, right? They showed a ton of indie games on their stage. Uh, you know they they they're microsoft's making the right moves on that end i have no doubt right it's the and, and like them them getting player unknowns battlegrounds is huge it's huge even if it is just for early access like limited early access like them getting the jump on playstation and letting xbox gamers play it early like that's a huge get for them that game is right a monster and like i really want to play that game a lot like i think that game has a cool concept and and you know for a multiplayer game to get in it's quick 
you know, if you if you're surviving, you keep playing. If you die, you're automatically kicked out of the room and you get to start your next match. That is so smart. I think a lot of games with that style of 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 uh Play. multiplayer need yes. to take notes because like you look at something like Friday the 13th, which you know, if you die in that game, you have to sit in that game and wait for everybody else to die or escape. And if you leave and you're the host, everybody else gets kicked out and you're you screwed everybody. Like and and that's the same as Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I Microsoft, if Microsoft can just inject some some fire into these first party titles like mm-hmm. they can they can make a strong comeback, man. Like not that and, they're failing cuz they're still doing better, but Right, and they probably got some pitches and some canceled games that can be reworked by Indie Studio and released. Right. So that portfolio for Xbox can be, uh, and if they market it right and give it some visibility, that could do wonders. And then so, and that would force Sony to be like, okay, we got to change it up because. If we continue to go the route that we're going, Microsoft is going to overtake us, and right. they will come and take that lead. Right. So, as you can have your God of War and you can have The Last of Us, that's completely fine. But they won't hold a candle to what Microsoft will offer if they go if Microsoft is able to go that route. Right. So, first party, I, I man, I really, I really want to see some like. They said they're building their their new game, which is like supposedly an action RPG similar to Horizon. I mean, not like mm-hmm. they're not copying Horizon, but they said they're building their Horizon, and they'll announce it in like two or three years. Like, I'm excited to see what that game is. You know, I'm really excited to see what Microsoft can do outside the realm of Gears and Halo and Crackdown and Forza. I. I am really excited because they they said they have what like two or three projects in the work that haven't been announced yet, and Phil Spencer yes. said that there's no reason to announce it if they have nothing to show, which is also smart. I learned from Nintendo, so you know I think it's gonna be it's that long turnaround, but once they get there, I think Xbox is gonna have that you know we we have a reason for you to play on our box, right? So. Other than like preference of of staggered sticks or just being an Xbox fan or you know like they're gonna draw those people away from the PlayStation ecosystem again, uh, you know because I mean there's a lot of gamers that pick one or the other you know and which you know we are fortunate enough to be able to play everything and have everything and and right. be on top of everything but some people don't want to do that. So. And- yeah, and if I had to, if I had to say anything that has a lasting appeal on PlayStation, it's probably going to be Bloodborne or Dark Souls. Because I think once people got done with Uncharted Four, that was it. Once people got done with Horizon, that was it. Yeah, yeah. I Grand Turismo, like, don't need. I don't. I'm not into racing games. Like, I just can't. Sorry. Right. Uh, all right. What's our last question? We have one more question. Where'd it go? Yes, uh, Jesse Douglas. Um, it's out again? there again. Man, Jesse, <laughs> yes. why are you hogging our question? 
Because he's amazing. Um, it's out there again that keyboard and mouse is going to be supported sometime after the One X comes out. Do you think it will happen, or is this just going to be an ongoing rumor? Uh, I think it's going to happen just because of the. Me too. They want to. They want to promote crossplay between Xbox and PlayStation, or Xbox and PC. God, Xbox PlayStation. I'm sorry, Xbox and PC through the Windows 10 store, and I think that'll. Mm-hmm. That'll even the playing field for people playing uh, against PC players. And I think each side is still going to be able to opt out of, you know, I don't want to play with people playing with keyboard and mouse. Like, that's got to be a thing implemented because a lot of people still like to play with the controller, but they also want to play with their friends who are playing on PC. Like, uh, you know, Ray Osorio and I were talking about playing Gears of War 4 together. Well, he doesn't have an Xbox, but he has it on PC. And I would be playing it on Xbox, so like you know, we would be cross playing, obviously. But like, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody's playing Halo Six with a mouse and keyboard, they're gonna dominate over somebody who's playing on on controller on Xbox. Or like when Player Unknown Battlegrounds comes out, you know that's gonna be cross play yeah. on PC. Like that, people are gonna get slaughtered right. <laughs> with the PC players. They're going. They're going to need that keyboard and mouse overwatch. Mm-hmm. They're going to need that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, anything. I mean, anything first person shooter, really, you know, destiny, call of duty, halo, overwatch, PUBG. Well, I, I think, I think most of that is if you're, if these games are going to be going online and cross play, then go ahead and use mouse and keyboard. If you're familiar with that or you want to learn it. Other than that, you will be fine with the controller, you know. But I but just like you, Corey, yeah, I agree with you. It'll come out because of the cross play with PC players. Mm-hmm. Uh the other thing too is like if Microsoft wants to start drawing in the the MMO crowd because they have uh what was that one MMO they showed on their stage? They have that. Uh, Black Desert. Yeah, they have that. You know, they want to cross-play with PC. Uh, you know, they, they're trying to lure over Final Fantasy XIV, uh, Dragon Quest maybe at some point. Like, if you're trying to lure in these MMOs, like, mouse and keyboard is, is a must because so there's so many – there's so much micromanagement in an MMO. Yeah, that Diablo 3, like the latest update that came out, like people probably who own the Xbox One, if they have the ability to do uh, keyboard and mouse, they're going to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So I think it's coming eventually and people will be able to opt out of playing with those players that that do play with it. So uh, mouse and keyboard, definitely coming. you know, it, I think right. maybe it's almost. It might be already available in one of the like the preview update things. Uh-huh. So. And I, I was I would say the best way to announce this is do it do it with Gears Four. Mm-hmm. Like literally do it with Gears Four. Or if you decided to wait for Xbox One X, uh, do it with Pub Player Player uh, mm-hmm. Playground Unknown. Like go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, I think the first real test for that though will be will be Halo because it'll be the first Halo game on PC since Halo Two, uh, uh-huh. and that's that's going to be a game people will want to use mouse and keyboard on, uh, especially in multiplayer. So especially if they're going to stay with the arena based power we- chasing the power weapons mo- model that they went with Halo Five. So 
Yes. I've really I've really gotten the itch to play Halo again, man. Like I we still, oh, we still hey. gotta finish one. Yeah. <laughs> Together. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to finish but one, dude. I, one is I, just so bad now. <laughs> I do need to pick up five. Because, uh, yeah, I might have to do the whole uh four games, like the Master Chief collection by myself. Sorry, Corey. Uh but I hopefully when I pick up pick up Halo Five, we and you could probably run through it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really want to play. I want to play through Halo Five again just to. I think it would be fun doing co-op and stuff with with Halo Five. So, be interesting. Ed. Yes. Are you there? I'm here. Oh. Woo! You're just you were standing. You were sitting really still, and I thought you froze. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you were literally just sitting like super still, and I was like. And, but I'm here. Uh, we've been going for about an, almost an hour and a half, so I yes. think I think this is going to wrap this episode of yes. Arsenal X. Uh, remember, and thank you everybody for the questions. Yeah, thank you. I posted it. I was just because I I didn't know if we were going to be able to find any news, and I wanted to be able to get the community involved. Like we're always trying to get community questions for all of our shows, so. Uh, just just look for the posts on our various Facebook places and 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 leave a comment leave a question in the comments like uh, I'm trying to get the Arsenal X email address ready like for that so probably by next week we'll be able to have the proper uh, email address for for Arsenal X so make sure you you stay tuned for that uh, join the NGR radio Facebook group uh, listen to our family of shows Nintendo Power block nerds gone platinum Obviously, you're listening to Arsenal X, uh, NGR Radio proper, World One One podcast, the Brew Review. If you're into beer, uh, you know Matt's doing the music podcast now. Matt in the B flats, so check that out. Uh, really glad he's finally doing something that, you know, he's really passionate about. You know, Matt likes games, but he loves music. So, yes, uh, I'm happy for that. You know, we're we're talking about promoting that through NGR. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm proud. I, I still want to promote it. Even if he's not going to do it through NGR, like just go listen to Matt and the B flats. That first episode was, was good. So, uh, what else? Ed, where can we find you on the internet? You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. Um, you can hear my podcast optional opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google play, real player FM, and at the anomalous radio network.podbean.com. That name might actually change. Uh, so, um, just, uh, I'll let you guys know in advance when that happens. Um, world one, one podcast, uh, uh, like Corey said, you can hear, you can hear, uh, you can hear me on power block and also on arsenal X. Um, let's pod and play, uh, me and Corey and other guests where we podcast and play, uh, video games and talk about the game and other topics. So you guys can check that out on every Thursday. Uh, we have some new episodes coming. Thank you guys for watching us. Uh, play and podcast. Uh, we love the support that you guys have given us about that. It, it is so much fun to do. Like I said, we got more content coming up for that for Let's Pod and Play. Yeah, uh, we're actually getting ready to uh, record record one or two of those. 
<laughs> yes. Um, you can check my writing on IGN.com under anime, E-N-I-M-E. That's my optional opinion blogs. And at skirmishfrogs.com for my series called The Moment. Um, if you guys want to friend me on Xbox, uh, you guys could do that. Mine is the Lyrical One, capital D-A-L-Y-R-I-C-A-L-1. And also check out my Twitch channel, The Lyrical One, where I do my Let's Learn series. I will be getting back to that in September, actually. Um, and I'm getting ready to do the beauty of video games, uh, volume three for optional opinion with a lot of guests and also got some things coming up in October and August. So yeah, you guys could, uh, just be ready for all that content and check my writings on writings at NGR.com. Uh, I am going to be posting my, I, my, um, destiny Two uh, preview about it, but you also guys can hear that on Arsenal X. Yes. Yes. Uh, one, yes. one thing before I, uh, promote my stuff, uh, we're working on a store, an NGR radio store. Yes. Uh, there's some t-shirt designs in the works. So, uh, I will have more to announce next week, probably at some time on plethora of shows. So, uh, you can find, or you can just follow me on Twitter at Corey Hudson in HD. Uh, I'll be tweeting it out there too. Uh, and on Instagram, some of the designs will go up on Instagram at Corey and HD. You can find all of our content on NGRRadio.com and on our YouTube page. Uh, just subscribe to NGR Radio on YouTube. Uh, check out our breakouts of Arsenal X daily. Uh, you know, if you're looking for something specific, might be there, might not be there. Just, just click subscribe anyway. That little red button right, right down there. So, uh, Ed, yeah. I love you. Thank you so much for watching, and until next week, we love you. Everybody, we're about to sit our snow Yes.